0: Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today.
1: Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with mini series releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dumb Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com people slash Dumb Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com people slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Get your merch merchandise today.
2: Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live-play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown!
3: So as you'll recall, uh, our story began at the end uh, when things seemed most hopeless, most lost. And they didn't get much better from there. Uh, After arriving in Orvel uh, as part of a diplomatic delegation on a vital mission to stop the the curse that was afflicting his people, um, Maka quickly found himself a stranger in a strange land, uh, observing the odd rituals of uh, humans, creatures he had never truly encountered, uh, but who seemed to be big in pomp and circumstance and light in understanding of what was going on. Uh, It was also a big day for uh, Princess Gwendolyn uh, as she was tasked with taking care of her brother Nikos uh, during said diplomatic dinner uh, and ended the day with a sword through her chest falling from the sky. Uh, Meanwhile, um, having long abandoned his uh, dreams and ideals, uh, the downtrodden Duncan Kin Dano uh, went from bar fight to... Mysterious invader fight uh, in the span of hours as he desperately tried to save his old ward, Gwendolyn, only to find himself also plummeting from the sky, uh, having failed in his mission to protect her. That said, upon a rather uh, rough landing, uh, the princess found herself trapped inside um, the famed Amalakin Solaris's fabled suit of armor uh, and seemingly alive within it thus sparking yet again hope in poor Duncan's chest and signaling to Maka that perhaps his god was working in more mysterious ways than he'd first intended. Um, the party managed to fight off some scavengers in Garbage Town, a massive heap of refuse that had fallen from, um, seemingly fallen from Orville as Orville itself floated away into the sky and eventually managed to hop a fence and find themselves in a small rundown cottage that had been reclaimed by nature, Um, They debated a bit about the existential nature of Gwendolyn's new state, only to be interrupted during a story of Ball Bud, the classic dog adventure, by another dog, a small Yorkie named Gus. I'm just so excited we're all in a prophecy together. Wow, I honestly, I, I truth be told, I didn't think this was going to happen. So I'm pretty excited, uh, the small Yorkie says, as he kind of like does that little like dog excitement dance where it kind of like leaps back and forth a little bit. Um, when uh, when his mouth moves, it's not like fully articulating human speech because that would be a real creepy and uncanny valley-y. Um, he's yapping the way a dog yaps, um, but uh, you can all understand him clear as day. Um, mocha you are hearing him in the language of the turtles um, so Something to awkward? yeah so to him it's it, it, to you it's more like oh this is thrilling I never <laughs> expected to be here this is great um, but uh, to Gwendolyn and Duncan you're hearing him in common um, so the dog kind of like leaps back and forth uh, expectantly uh, and kind of uh, looks looks between Duncan and uh, Maka not fully understanding the suit of armor situation did you guys did you drop your suit your suit's right there it's half buried in dirt should i bury it i bury lots of things i'm very good at it
1: okay i just wanted to be clear like you know you heard us say prophecy but you don't actually know any more about uh than the rest and i look over to mark and i'm like normally i'd be worried about a talking dog but we just had a dead person wake up in armor so i don't really know the terms anymore oh well you're,
3: you're talking about the solaris prophecy right the one about uh, Amalek and Solaris? Yes. Oh, what boy, oh, boy. Know? And he, like, jumps around in a circle. He's like, oh, I was really worried you were talking about some lesser prophecy I hadn't heard of. Whew, that is that is great news for me. Wow, that would have been a real shitty turn for my day. I tell you. Wow. Hey, why don't
1: we both share what we know about the prophecy? You go first, and I'll go second,
3: and we'll make sure that we understand the same things. Okay, well, first and foremost, my name is Gus. It is nice to meet you. I am aware. I look like a dog. It was the form that my former mistress chose for me. She was quite fond of these little critters, and I gotta tell you, coming from the ethereal plane, real nice to just have a body at all, uh, let alone one that's so fun! Um, And he, like, rolls over and, like, kicks his legs in the air and then uh, rolls back up. Um, And he says, uh, so, um, yeah, I uh, I've been waiting uh, for a long time. Uh, My mistress and I were waiting for a long time, and and, and, uh, her her ancestors before her, uh, all of us, have been waiting a long time for for I guess for you um, to come along. Um, you're not quite what I expected. I thought there there might be, um, you know, like Amalek Solaris herself, maybe, maybe I don't know, uh, or at least uh, like a, a prince or a princess, um, or, or, or or any ruler variation. There are, are either of you royalty. I, I yeah. just
4: kind, I just kind of like a hand comes up. I'm still ah! face down.
3: Whoa. <laughs> Is there someone in that armor?
4: I am the armor
3: oh oh your soul got bound to an item oh that happened to my friend sarah oh she was so mad about it <laughs> why
4: why is the dog laughing at me
3: oh I'm, I'm sorry look it's 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 a terrible thing i got really lucky because i got this cool dog body and you got like some weird dented human metal but uh if it makes you feel any better sarah got bound to a toilet brush and man she was mad
1: Okay, I think we're actually laughing at the toilet
3: person more than we are laughing at you. Guys. Oh, 100%. There's nothing funny about being trapped in an item you don't want to be in, unless it's an item that goes in the toilet repeatedly, in which case it's pretty good. Anyway, she got free and ret some terrible devastation on the people who trapped her there. Uh, anyway, I get it. I'm a bound spirit myself.
4: <laughs> All right, well, wh- whoever you are, and I just kind of like... I, Gus, I, the I, I, I stood up. I was like... Can we at least try to, to retain some sense of decorum around here? I am a freaking princess.
3: Oh, okay, okay. The armor is the princess. Great. All right. Uh, your majesty. And he just, like, does, like, a dog stretch that could, I guess, royal be It's your royal highness. I mean, listen, I'm an ethereal creature from a different plane. We don't really uh, respect your rules of law down here, but sure, your royal highness. And uh, he rolls his eyes at <sighs> Mocha. Uh, Mocha will Maka uh, rather.
5: Uh, uh, yeah now I'm saying it Jesus that didn't take long <laughs> but, um, as I drink my it. tiny coffee yeah uh, talking about decorum and things like that Mocha will do his best uh, so he'll drop to one knee and place a hand over his chest and say uh, hello Gus the Yorkie I
6: am Mocha Deathcap gravekeeper of the Tortle
5: and is this your home, and I gesture to the the cottage. Uh,
3: in a in a manner of sort, yeah, yeah. Um, I was summoned here uh, by uh, by my my mistress, my dearly departed mistress, uh, Agatha Drusala. Uh, Though she she was a witch, uh, as you can imagine, from me being you know a super cool familiar and all that. Um, but uh, Agatha uh, summoned me here from the ethereal plane to kind of help her out in her her day to day witchings. Um, and in preparing uh, for the eventual coming of those uh, foretold of in uh, in the ramblings. The
4: ra- What's a rambling?
3: Oh, oh, oh oh, okay. well, but I, I'm sorry, I think I was confused because uh, you you seem to know about the prophecy. Um, they're called the ramblings of Ravan. Um, and they are uh, a series of ancient ancient um, sort of uh, mystical prophecies about what might happen. Uh, to the world after uh, Amalik in uh, Solaris uh, died, which is I guess something you you lot do. I uh, you said you're a grave a gravekeeper, right? So I guess that's a thing living people do, right? Mm, yeah, sorry, it's very confusing are. for me. I only hang out with witches, so there's there's a lot of gray area there. anyway, um uh, I was summoned to help uh, agatha. this was this was her cottage. It had been in her family for generations uh, because um, part of the rambling said that uh, the, uh, Uh, The people on the path uh, would arrive uh, where the wall is lowest. Um, So, uh, Agatha's great, 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 great grand whatever uh, built this tiny cottage uh, just in case anyone came stumbling by. And lo and behold, here you are! Your timing is not great, but I'm glad you're here. This is where the wall
6: is lowest.
3: Oh, yeah, the, the wall around uh, around Garbage Town, not, not around the whole area. That, that thing's a whole separate issue, um, you know, with all the pow-pow, explode, explode.
1: Ah. ah! All right, you mentioned that there was a way that someone got themselves freed from an item. Like, let's say we're in a situation where someone who's supposed to be incredibly uh, important and noble in saving a kingdom uh, isn't the one who got put in the armor, but just like someone who's really sure everyone needs to bow to them. Can right. we trade who's in there?
3: <laughs> no, not as such. So the deal is, uh, as a, as a spirit, um, I was, uh, was summoned from, uh, the ether realms, um, and, and made, uh, made flesh in this, uh, adorable dog body. Um, Sarah was summoned uh, by uh, a bit of a prankster wizard who uh, was exploring what he could do with binding spells. So he summoned her, a fellow spirit of mine, into the toilet brush. Uh, Eventually, she used her mystical powers to get out and um, basically painted the walls with him. Uh, But um, no, if you're a mortal trapped in this, that means there's some other magic at work here that is really far beyond me. Because this doesn't normally happen. Normally, if you die, you're just kind of gone, right? Right. As Generally far as I know,
4: speaking
1: yes, is yes. That it's how it works with
6: turtles no no you are returned to the earth and the trees and
1: the animals and you are never
6: truly gone
1: no, but like your body doesn't like come back like you're just gone you go in a hole everyone knows your spirits around or whatever oh yes okay Look. good I'm gonna accept that as turtles can die. Oh yes, everything can die. Everything must die.
3: And I mean, things can come back. Uh, there's that whole unpleasantness that uh, Agatha told me all about uh, with uh, the Necrotists and uh, and his armies and then that whole affair. But that was a little bit before your time, I think. That was back in the the times the uh, the Ramblings spoke of in um, in the time of the Solaris and the Dawnbreakers. Hmm yeah i was gonna say and at this point
1: duncan's eyes kind of light up and he's like do you happen to have a copy of any of the ramblings or do you know any of them that you could say aloud?" oh
3: no no i'm, I'm afraid i actually don't know any of them agatha kind of uh, talked at me a lot and as a familiar your job is to nod very intelligently but honestly truth be told i was having conversations with people back home <laughs> um but uh, she'd be happy to tell you about them uh, actually that was kind of her whole purpose uh it was to help guide you guide you on the way the ramblings aren't too specific as you can imagine by the name of ramblings but um they do offer some some suggestions of maybe what be going what, what's what's going on here and i mean you know if she's trapped in armor that's pretty special um what is the deal with that armor it looks real real i mean no offense but it looks real rough that <laughs> rough. I'm a is dog. the armor of Amalakin Salanus. and the dog's eyes just go wide and his jaw drops and he's like well bark me that's amazing Oh, well, no wonder, of course. Okay, yeah, you guys are totally who the prophecy's about. Oh, this is dope. Okay, wow. They were a little vague about whether it'd be Mala herself, but, I mean, this is pretty close. You're wearing her clothes and stuff. That's awesome. All right, you said you could take us
1: to Agatha. She'd want to talk about all this.
3: Uh, well, look, I can, uh, yeah. So about that. Um, Agatha's dead. Um, mm. The townsfolk came for her a little while ago, um, a few months back. Uh, turns out uh, not a huge fan of having a witch living nearby. But uh, Agatha winked at me as she was dragged out the door and she said, don't worry, a crypt is as good a place to wait as any. Uh, so here's the thing. And he kind of like gestures to you in that like dog way and just like kind of trots out, out the door. OK, I'm going to follow him and the dog walk away. <laughs> I will, too. Great.
4: Uh, so- and I just I kind of throw up my hands, look at them. <laughs> kind of put them down like my head goes down and i kind of trudge after them you
3: charlie brown after them in, in <laughs> yeah, armor
4: 100 percent. i'm um, just like what the, what what the hell Yep. Yeah. this is my life now apparently
3: <laughs> um so you're led around uh the side of the the cottage um and you can see that there is a um a post set up with um a scarecrow um, and the scarecrow is wearing um, what would have been probably 200 years ago, very nice robes, but now are kind of like a real ratty hand-me-down. And um, it's just kind of slumped in, in classic scarecrow-y fashion on, on this uh, this little kind of um, uh, sort of tee of wood that's been stuffed in the ground. And um, the uh, you notice, though, as you get closer, um, I think particularly um, Maka... Uh, you can actually see um, sort of glimmering lines that have been painted on it. And to the average eye, people likely wouldn't see them, but since you're attuned to kind of magic, um, you can definitely feel that this thing is is re- just reeks of magic. Um, is it druidic? Uh, it is not. But it. I, I think it, in it's less that you recognize what the spell might be, and more so just you recognize that something is is that is very kind of mystically inclined um that said it shares um you can tell that it shares some dna with druidic spells uh and it definitely seems to be in some way related to cycles as you understand them okay that's uh that's reassuring then for maka to see that mm-hmm. yeah cool um so gus kind of uh looks at it and looks back at you and he says ta-da uh agatha made herself a new body um She's uh, she's got it all magicked up. Uh, all all she needs are a, a couple pieces um, <clears throat> of herself, and uh, she'll be she'll be good to go, ish. Hmm. And it like just kind of like hops up on the the bales of hay next to it, and like nudges the side of the head. And you can see that there's um, like a flap with um, sort of um, some some twine sewn through it um, that's very loose. Uh, it seems like if you just pulled the twine and then tied it off, it would be it would be nice and secure. He's like, yeah. So her skull goes in here, uh, and then he like rushes down to her hands, and the hands are, are clearly open uh, like gloves. And he's like, and her her hands need to go in here uh, so that she can like write stuff. But uh, that's that's uh, she said that's all she needs. So here's the thing: again, she really wants to talk to you guys. I, I know that she was talking about it all the time, um, but uh, she's dead, and I don't know where she is. Uh, the townsfolk took her. Uh, they said they were taking her to uh, what they call the the swinging tree, um, which isn't great, not a, not a great thing for this town. Charming. Um, and then they uh, they they put her body somewhere. So um, you kind of have to go talk to them, I think, if you want to know where where she's at. But um, if you can figure that out, you could probably just like if you can, again get her skull, at one hand at worst, two hands at best, uh, bring her back, and uh, we'll get her up and walking in no time.
1: All right. Looks like we've got a weird job to do.
4: All right. So if I want to get back in my body, then I have to keep bits of my body around.
3: Ooh, uh, no, champ. I don't think that's quite how it works. Uh, you see, she's a witch, so she fig- figured out ways to, to kind of horror crux up this uh, this here scarecrow, um, so that it would be wi- ready to kind of receive her her body. Um, there's no going back to her body. Her her body is is done and dusted. Uh, this is this is the new body. It's it's the new hotness. Mm. All right
4: all right so if I wanted to get into a new body Well
3: I is there think this is your I new body. No, I don't think it's like a shell game where you just like jump souls from place to place. I think you're you you were in because your soul was in a body before, right? You're not like a spooky ghost. No. Okay, so if your body, if you, your soul's in a body and that body's like, oh, now I'm dead, uh, and now your soul's in this thing, uh, this armor thing, uh, I think you just live in Amala's clothes now. I think that's that's the new deal. But then again, what do I know? I'm just a familiar in dog form. So, like, <laughs> woof woof, am I right? How far have we gone uh. from the cottage? Uh, it's literally just around back. Like, okay. it's it's very, very it close. It doesn't feel right to
5: have walked away from. Her corpse. <laughs> no, just, no, no, no. It's,
3: <laughs> it's literally like so that the front of the cottage, um, the the roof had caved in a bit, was open. Uh, the door was missing. Um, this is literally like you're just around back. There's a window you can see into the cottage. Like it, it was clearly kept very close, but far enough away that when the villagers came for her, they wouldn't see the magic scarecrow and yeah, burn okay. it, because yeah. that would really put a right put a hitch uh, in the whole resurrection scheme.
5: Maka will uh, look to uh, Gwendolyn and and ask. Um, Is there anything you would like done with your body?
6: I can perhaps preserve it for you.
4: Can can you preserve it and we can take it with us? I I mean, I've got a whole lot of emptiness inside, just waiting to be filled with something.
1: Can you actually take yourself in half to put a body in there? Like what, do you split it at the waist or something?
4: I, don't, I mean, people wear armor. I'm just a suit of armor.
3: Um, Laura, as you say that, you look down to your arms and realize that uh, there's actually technically nothing attaching your gauntlets to your your hands uh, or your fingers or anything else. And as you kind of like stretch your arms out and, and look, um, the joints are there, but like somehow you're held together. But it's not like there's like a chainmail suit under it. It's It's disparate pieces of armor that somehow move with you, but aren't.
4: I put my finger into, like, one of the joints in my opposite arm.
3: You feel, you feel nothing. You have no sensation because you're made of metal now.
4: And can I put, can my finger go through?
3: Uh, yeah, your finger goes through. So you should but, be able
4: to put something inside.
3: All right, you try and take your hand off, uh, but it won't come off. So you do, like, the, the lifting from the wrist business. Oh, bloody hell.
4: Hmm. Well, do what you, preserve it, whatever you can.
3: I can
6: promise you ten days
4: nothing Uh, more alright better I don't know fucking find a use for this body get me another body something fuck I don't know
5: I'll turn down to uh, little Gus and say uh, Master Gus of the forest cottage
3: will you watch over
6: the remains of Princess Gwendolyn
3: Uh, I lost your audio there Tyler can you repeat Master Gus,
6: will you look over the remains of Princess Gwendolyn?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been watching this dumb scarecrow for a while, so it'll be nice to watch something else. But yeah, I'll keep everyone away. That actually works out because uh, the townsfolk, when they figured out there was a witch, put just like a big ring of sand around, or of um, salt around the whole place, and that honestly doesn't agree with uh, my ethereal temperament at all. <laughs> so uh, that's great. So I'll hang out here. Uh, I will take care of um, Princess Dead. And uh, as well as the cool scarecrow. Um, and then he goes and like drags the blanket off the bed and like drags it over the body. Um, and he's like, ta-da! I'll, uh, I'll walk over to
5: uh, Gwendolyn's body and cast a uh, Gentle Repose. Ooh, what does that do? It magically preserves a corpse. Um, it lasts 10 days. Uh, let me just bring up the exact text here. Uh, you touch a corpse or other remains for the duration. The target is protected from decay and can't become undead. The spell also effectively extends the time limit on raising the target from the dead, since days spent under the influence of the spell don't count against the time limit of spells such as Raise Dead. That is very very cool. Duration yes, is ten days.
4: Yes, yes. There's still a chance.
5: Um, and so this uh, manifests itself. I'll, uh, I'll scoop up her body in my arms, walk into the cabin, lay her on the bed, place the blanket over her, um, and, um, the mushrooms that are kind of sprouting up out of my shoulders and and from my shell just kind of quiver gently, and spores just kind of all flow down and and coat her body, um, and, uh, and and preserve her in that way.
3: Very cool. Very, very cool. Great. Um, Duncan, um, you're observing all of this. Uh, This is all pretty far beyond your your comfort zone. How are you feeling? Uh, Duncan is unsubtly livid. uh, And I think just
1: standing by the door, holding it in, barely. uh, And I think he will wait for them to be able to leave so he can talk to the princess outside of the earshot of Gus. Because he doesn't know who Gus knows. But he is very displeased that the new obsession is, let's get me my body
3: back. Fair enough. Um, okay, so um, once that has all been done, um, Gus uh, kind of takes you to um, a little path that, that starts just like a safe distance away from the cottage. You can tell there's a sort of a footpath that's been worn in, um, but the official path doesn't lead off this way at all. Um Clearly, uh, the witch was trying to kind of keep keep her place on the DL. Um, so he he tells you that um, the town nearby uh, is the town of Stone's Throw, uh, because it's seemingly a Stone's Throw away from wherever anything happens. Um, and uh, yeah, he tells you that uh, you'll have to, to ask the townsfolk there. He highly, highly, highly recommends not bringing him up, because uh, he is... Um, Regarded as a demon at best, and uh, <laughs> worst things at worst. So um, <laughs> when you start
1: a demon, it's all downhill.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of been his experience too. Hence the hiding near the cottage in the bushes to see if you guys were cool or not. Um, so, Fair. Um, yeah, uh, he says it's uh, it's it's probably about um, uh, I don't know a few hours walk walk from here to uh, Stone's Throw. And with that, he wags his little tail, uh, and he says, "I'm just, I'm so excited we're all in this together. Uh, this is great. What, a, what an exciting time to get to be a part of um, in your in your little mortal realm. Um, you know, we often get summoned to to help brew potions and shit like that. And I gotta tell you, it's not super fun, but being part of a prophecy, that's worth it. All right, you guys have fun. Good luck. <laughs> go find my uh, go find my friend's corpse. Bye." <laughs> Thank um, you for your assistance. Brave oh. Gus. <laughs> oh, brave. That's yes. very nice.
4: Glad um, someone's excited about this stupid prophecy.
3: But uh, off he trots
1: uh, back up the, the way. Um, D- D- Duncan's just full grinding teeth now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mako will uh, stride off in the direction indicated by Gus to, to head to Stone's Throw. Great.
1: And Uh, and Duncan will will round on Gwendolyn uh, and just say, I was waiting until we could have a moment alone to have this conversation, but I want to be clear. There's an army that's invaded your land, that has attacked your family and your citizens, that's stolen everything. You've been put into the armor of Amala Kin Solaris. You carry the Dawn Blade, the blade of the first captain, and your obsession right now is getting back into your own body. You've not expressed a word of care for your family or for your kingdom. You don't know why Mark is here. What are you doing?
4: Well, I, I, just, I just wanted things to go back to the way they were.
1: Well, your brother stabbed you and you're trapped inside a suit of armor. Destiny has moved beyond well, what they were.
4: Can you please not yell at me? It's been a hard day.
1: Great, can you please rule your fucking kingdom? I can get you back on the (laughs) throne and I can rebuild the goddamn Dawnbreakers. But only if you are the person that we can rally around. If you're going to sit here and cry and because things are bad, this is why they raise you to rule. This is literally the only time you have to do a job. When things are well, sit on a throne, have a party, make everyone wear terrible costumes. You've done it your whole life. This is the day that what you do matters.
4: But everything's just always been shit. What, what's, what's, no,
1: it's just gotten worse. Here's the interesting thing, <laughs> your highness. If things are shite in a kingdom, it's because the person running it has made them shite. You own the decisions, you own the kingdom. What kind of kingdom will Orville be if you decide to go back there? That's up to you to know. Uh, and then Duncan is going to turn and follow after Maka. Cool.
3: Um, we'll also say that uh, the, the conversation with Gus took and like the the rest of the rituals and stuff, um, probably took the better part of the night. So you've had some rest. Uh, you, you were able to to catch some Z's. She um, appreciate. Yeah. So uh, consider it a long rest. Um, and uh, as uh, you you guys will know, because uh, you're on the other show. Uh, but for those of you who are joining us for the first time, um, we tend to be pretty uh, skimpy with our uh, short rests and long rests. So think of them less as. Like things you can just declare, and more so is things I'll I'll let you know whether or not you can take. Um, also, uh, the good news on said long rest and kind of recovering from your ordeal uh, is you're all now level three. Um, I know uh, normally you level up uh, chronologically from from one to two to three. But level two really sucks, there's really nothing to be be done about that, it's it's not fun and it's not interesting for anyone, so uh, level two was uh, you guys waking up in the dumpster, Uh, level three is today, Uh, so congratulations (laughs) and welcome to level three. Um, as we walk, uh, it might be a good time to uh, just clarify on air uh, what class everyone's playing. Uh, now that we're kind of into it, we can talk about this. Uh, largely because we are playing with some interesting, slightly irregular rules that I'd like to call some attention to now. Um, and uh, you'll hear about them more in the credits if you're looking to try them out yourselves. Um, but uh, Ryan, uh, why don't you tell us uh, about uh, what you're playing? You don't need to like go through your, your like spells and skills and everything. But uh, since it's homebrew class, I think it's probably worth drawing attention to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're playing with a, a homebrew that Tom found online that really matched what we wanted to do with this one. So it's called a swashbuckler. Uh, and I would describe it as like a midpoint between kind of like a rogue and a fighter. So it's a charisma and dex based uh, duelist and fighter who specializes in sort of like charm. braggadocio is literally, I think, one of the ability names. Like it's very kind of in the lands of pirates and bullfighters and musketeers and all of that kind of stuff. That's the world that swashbucklers live in.
3: And the interesting piece about uh, this particular homebrew variant is uh, swashing points, which essentially work similar to key points for a monk um, that allow um, the swashbuckler to take uh, maneuvers that uh, wouldn't otherwise be active. So if you hear swashing points, a truly ridiculous term that sadly sums up what they are too well to not use, uh, that is what that is. Um, and if you're interested in trying this out for yourself, um, it is on d and dot uh, com um, if you search uh, swashbuckler swashing points uh, you'll be able to find it just fine uh, unfortunately cool. the uh, creator's name is not listed so thank you anonymous patron you're a hero and we love you um, <laughs> Laura you are also playing an interesting variant on a class um, uh, tell us what uh, your class is called
4: yeah I'm um, playing a bound spirit um, yeah so basically I uh, I have, um, really, it's just, it can be kind of like any being that was, has, whose soul has been bound to, uh, a type of object. Um, some can be bound to like animals, I think, and, and other stuff like that, but this is more for like inanimate objects. So suit of armor, um, is what I'm bound to. And it's kind of cool. Cause I also have like, um, I get essence points, um, as I, as enduring combat and stuff like that, um. Which is kind of cool. I've never, like, dealt with anything like that before where um, I can basically tap into uh, the willpower within my soul to get Mm. some cool extra advantages.
3: Awesome. Nice. Uh, And so that is from Cursed Classes, um, which is a PDF you can get on uh, the DMs Guild. Uh, It's a fantastic book. Uh, It's also got rules for vampires and werewolves. Uh, and revenants that go above and beyond just like bump your stats by one um, or I guess you're a wolf some days. Uh, so really, really interesting <laughs> stuff. I uh, really yeah. recommend it. Uh, it got
4: like it, liches, like plant people Yeah, like, they basically all took kind of all the,
3: the kind of cool monsters you encounter as enemies and took the development of them one step further so that they'd be rich characters to play over a campaign rather than just in a day. Um, the authors on that are Isaac Bay, Alex Klippinger, uh, Brian Holmes, uh, Ryan Langer, Jacob S. Kellogg, Ashley May, and Matthew Whitby. Uh, And again, you can find that on uh, dmsguild.com. And uh, Tyler, uh, you're playing a more official class, uh, but from an unexpected source.
5: Yeah, uh, I'm playing a uh, a druid uh, from the player's handbook, but my druidic circle um, is actually uh, the Circle of Spores, which is from the the guide to uh, Ravnica, uh, which they... Uh, Wizards of the Coast released I think like just last year 2019 mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's based on one of their like Magic the Gathering um, uh, settings but cool. they, they made a D&D yeah. book nice. it,
4: so, yeah. right on.
3: so if you're sitting there scratching your head going what the fuck are these idiots talking about <laughs> that's what the fuck we were talking about yeah. um,
5: And uh, the tortle uh, race is from a book <laughs> called the tortle package which is oh man
3: what a pun yeah uh, uh, That came with uh, the Tomb of Annihilation,
4: I think Uh, Yes,
3: Yeah, Yeah. 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 it was uh, released around the same time And I believe benefits charity, so
4: check it out Hey
3: Wicked, so um, As all of you walk down the path And consider your classes allowed um, (laughs) I'm a swashbuckler It's kind of like a musketeer Oh man, that last fight was tough I almost ran out of swashing points Um Fuck! Can you imagine what a stupid campaign that would be, <laughs> guys? My spell slots are dry. I gotta take a long rest on page forty-two. Um, so you make your way uh, through through the woods, and um, you can smell Garbage Town from here. Um, and it's um, it, it, the smell is actually getting a bit worse uh, as you walk. At first, it's just kind of the general smells of a uh, junkyard in terms of. Um, the, the sort of smell of, of metal burning um, and being um, soldered and, like, you know, things being broken down. You hear the occasional metallic crunch uh, of things being compacted. But as you go, um, you begin to smell worse smells, um, smells of rot, um, smells Ooh. of sewage, that sort of smells. thing. Yeah, yeah. So for Maka this is like, <laughs> oh, thank God, fresh yeah. air. Um, but it occurs to you that uh, Garbage Town is likely also... Um, in some way responsible for sorting um, sewage from um, Orville. Uh, Again, for you, um, Gwendolyn, you actually can't smell any of this because you're made of metal.
4: I can't taste. I can't do any of that shit anymore. Um,
3: If Duncan, do you think you would react to a bad smell or have you lived around enough that you would just kind of shrug it off? I mean, he worked in the docks, so I feel like he'd be the
1: guy where he's had to like dig latrines and shit. Like His life is kind of gross. I don't think he'd complain, but I don't think he'd like it. Like, I don't
3: think he's immune to it. Well, I think that this will also be interesting for you then. Uh, I was going to give this to Gwendolyn, but she doesn't have senses as such anymore. Um, for you, you never having dug trenches and that sort of thing, uh, and latrines, uh, it never occurred to you where the waste from Orvel went. Um, it the the island itself, like the kingdom itself, there was enough ground underneath it that you just kind of always assumed it was going somewhere. But I think similar to how in modern cities we don't really consider where our garbage goes, we just like put it in a box and send it away, and we're like, bye, never think of this again. Um, Your this is a weird. These are weird details. These are things that aren't uh, that you weren't privy to um, during your time with the Dawnbreakers, and that you never really considered. Um, the um, The trees are kind of um, uh, a little a little sickly around here. You can tell that this isn't a great environment for um, uh, natural things. Gwendolyn, you're actually um, kind of fascinated by um, seeing a squirrel kind of jump from branch to branch and sort of skitter past. Yeah. Um, given the lack of wildlife uh, up top, this is all very new to you.
4: Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I definitely jump the first time I see
3: one. <laughs> um, something I, I wanted to ask, Laura, we've established that you can't uh, blink. Um, what yeah. do you think the helmet of this armor looks like?
4: Um, ooh.
3: You don't I need was, to have an answer for this right away, but it's yeah, something I'd be curious let, let to... Let me think
4: on it, because sure. like, I had an idea, but... I kind of want to look into it a little bit
3: more. Okay, sure thing.
4: Give
3: me a sec. So after sort of an extended period, you um, can see smoke rising above the trees in the distance. um, And the closer you get, you can hear kind of the the hustle and bustle of a small uh, small village. Um, Sure enough, um, you come upon... um, uh, You're sort of walking along the trail when... Uh, suddenly, uh, Gwendolyn, I know I just asked you to look up helmets, but can yeah. you roll me a dexterity save, please? Totally. It's an Ewok attack. Uh,
4: that's an 11.
3: 11? 11. Uh, okay, you're uh, walking along, um, sort of observing the trees, uh, and then all of a sudden, um, you trip. Uh, <laughs> out of nowhere, um, the ground was seemingly flat, but it's it's like there was a like a line of bricks that you just didn't see. Um, so you faceplant into uh, the, the sort of wood chip path yeah. um, with kind of a loud clank. Um, and uh, A, as a princess, this kind of shit pisses you off because you spent years walking very delicately and, and learning poise. Um, yeah. But as you kind of look back over your shoulder, um, you don't see any obstacles on the path. Um, however, you do see um, a thick line of salt uh, that has been sprinkled. Um, and as your eyes track it, you can see it's been sprinkled kind of in a rough path um, that intersects the path and then kind of continues on along in either directions. Um, so it's likely the um, uh, the salt circle that uh, Gus warned you about. Yeah. Um, but for you, it's interesting to note that it didn't stop you, but it did affect you. Mm. Um, so Maka, you and um, Duncan turn around to see uh, Gwendolyn like face down in the mud. Dumb Dumbs and Dice would like to invite you to check
1: out Dumb Common and Villainy, a podcast where comedians and improvisers explore the underworld of the Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game. This series features our Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Abraxis Brash Core, Tyler Hewitt as Vic Denbar, Guy Bradford as Engage 311, and Adam McNamara as the forgetful psychopath Waka Waka Fonzie. So join this crew of bumbling criminals. See if they turn to the dark side of the Force, or stay in the shadowy parts of the light, and enjoy an adventure in a galaxy far, far away.
6: Episodes are available now. Now get out of my shop. Still getting used to your new body, yes? I,
4: I don't think. Sounds weird, but I didn't physically trip on this. I don't think.
6: I believe you did.
4: No, no. no I mean, I fell, but mm-hmm. but I don't. God, this sounds so stupid. It was like, oh, I tripped over a force me.
1: Okay, this is starting to sound like something I might actually want to listen to. Okay, first I just thought it was more princess. I don't fall down, I just laid down as a surprise. Well,
4: that was obviously my initial thought, if it makes you feel better.
1: <laughs> you know what, I think you can figure this one out on your own. Oh, <laughs> Duncan's just going to go sit down and let her Duncan, think Duncan, I did
4: I didn't mean it. Please come back
1: like no, a <laughs> He He's like walking towards a stump and he just sort of stops and then just like turns around but keeps looking at the ground. Uh,
5: does this you... uh, does this line of salt stretch like off the path
3: into like the bush? It does, yeah. I don't. Know. You can, can see I try... it's a bit jagged uh, because clearly they had to like work it around all the flora and fauna. hmm can you bring your feet across that line?
4: Uh, I was just gonna like kind of want to like toe it a little bit just push my toe into it.
3: Um, you push your toe into it and um, you almost feel like a tink uh, but uh, interestingly, it's not like there's a wall there. yeah um, you it's it's an entirely new sensation to you. Um, but a, you can feel it. Like, it mm-hmm. has physical sensation in a way that a lot of... Um, or, sorry, tactile sensation in the way that a lot of yeah. things don't. Um, but, B, it seems just that it it is uh, interacting with you, but it isn't... It, it's... For lack of a better term, it's, like, it's not built to stop you, but it does interfere right. with you a little bit. It's, right. it's almost an interference field. And I think as you kind of come to terms with your current state, it's interesting to note that, like... You're a magical thing now, and sometimes that means that other magical things might interfere with you and your abilities. Right,
4: okay. See? See, did you hear that? Mm.
3: Did we? Um, yes, I think for the sake. against a physical very, force? Um, yeah, you can hear like a tink. Um, and again, it's not like your foot even necessarily stops. It just yeah. is slowed a little bit. And I think Duncan has, like, very, very basic ideas of magic.
1: Like, again, there's not a lot of magic around, so he doesn't really know. Uh, I think he would go over and just, like, break the line of salt with his foot and see if that changed anything.
3: Um, you break the line of of, of salt um, by sort of, uh, like, kicking some away. Um, something you notice, Duncan, because you you don't have any experience with this magical bullshit necessarily, but you do have a lot of experience with, like, observing things. As you do so, uh, you can tell that it, this salt line is fairly fresh, um, but uh, there's um, older salt mixed with the dirt beneath it. Um, so even as you kick it, you almost feel like the ground is stained with salt. Like this mm-hmm. this has been here for quite some time. Uh, that said, you do you, you are able to somewhat break it, um, but there isn't like a magical explosion or anything. It's just the, the line is broken. All right.
1: uh, I guess I'd go over and, like, try to pick up one of her feet and see if I could lift it over. Like, is there a way with me getting it? She can a step day? back over oh, it
3: um, just fine. In fact, um, it doesn't seem to be a highly regular effect. Uh, and now that it's broken, if she swings her foot through that space, um, it's it feels a little bit gritty, even if you're on the air, but it's it's fine. I think the the best way, I think at least the way my brain's processing this, is it's a little bit like getting radio interference, where it's like, it's just enough to fuck with you. It's not specifically targeted. It's not uh, a huge hindrance, but it does mostly just signal to you that this is possible. uh, Yeah, it it has an effect, yeah, and there's stuff to log there. Also,
1: I think Duncan at this point would acknowledge in his brain that if we fight anybody who has like a wizard or something, he'd be like, there's my target number one, because apparently this armor is vulnerable. Cool. Uh, your majesty, do you want to take the lead or do you want to keep following in the rear and then we can let you know if we spot any salt piles? Well,
4: um, sh- sh- you, 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 you go on. I'll, I'll take up the rear.
5: Just as well. And Maka just turns around and keeps walking.
3: Cool. Yeah. Um, as you do, um, Ryan, I think you take your gear out. And sorry, this was something I meant to mention earlier. Um, you just double check that everything's still good to, good to party. Um, your blade is a little worse for the wear from the fall, but ultimately, like, not nothing terrible. It's just for someone who probably takes great care with their weapons, any small hindrance on you know, it's like whenever you get so, like a phone or something, you scratch the back, and it's like the back doesn't matter, but you're like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna have hours of polishing to do later. Look no, nicer. Question. um, your pistol, on the other hand, uh, it was Mr. Boom, I believe, um, Mr. Bang, Mr. Bang, Mr. Bang, um. You notice that um, the uh, the chamber's a little bit uh, dented and the, the firing pin's a little bit... Um, well, I guess you wouldn't have a firing pin because it's flintlock, uh, but the hammer's a little bit messed up. Um, you get the sense that you'll likely be able to use it once in combats um, for the, the foreseeable. Again, following with our bag of spilling from hero of yore to level three adventurer... Um, it's still in good shape for one shot, but you feel like reloading it might lead to a greater chance of misfires and would likely not be worthwhile. Cool. For the foreseeable, at least. I mean, frustrating, um, but fine. Yep. Um, <laughs> I did and, fall out of a sky city. <laughs> uh Mark, question for you about your mace.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, does it? Does this particular piece of gnarled wood have any sentimental value, or uh, is it kind of a, if you find a slightly better piece of wood that that's that's your jam
5: that's just like, as good because it's all coming from the same ultimate source great very cool manga, so it's not yeah.
3: like thor no shield, shield it's just like a cool like as long as it's coming from nature it's it's good in your book. Yeah, yeah yeah i like like if it if cool. was
5: if there was a metal mace to be picked up you probably wouldn't want anything to do with it it would right. have to it have to mm. be natural in some way yeah
3: wicked uh similarly laura um yeah the uh, you can feel a connection uh, to the blade. Um, you felt earlier that it, it seemed connected to you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is all fairly new to you. But in a weird way, in the same way that you can kind of feel yourself in this armor, you can mm-hmm. kind of feel yourself in the blade as well. Mm, uh, and okay. if you were to venture a guess, you would assume you would guess that um, whatever happened to cause your soul to jump into the armor when you were killed likely had this a similar effect on the blade and there might be some of your essence trapped in there as well.
4: Oh do you mean that it's a soul bound weapon?
3: I do mean that it's a soul bound oh, okay. weapon. Cool. It's funny how that works. <laughs>
4: um,
3: so um yeah oh, I,
4: I have a picture of the helmet. You oh. guys the helm. Um I'm pictured cool. like this, but like copperish.
3: Great. Okay, that is also what I was imagining. So for those of you listening at okay. home, this is like if you were to close your how eyes how and think of a knight's helmet uh, it is the classic um, thin eye slit, comes to a point, um, rounded head, uh, but, like, if, um, if you play. Very played, solid. You're not seeing yeah. through it. Like Yeah, no. exactly. Right. It's like if you were at a museum looking at medieval knight's armor, uh, and you saw a bunch of shitty armor where you're like, oh, man, knights weren't as cool as I thought. And then you saw this, you're like, that's, that's kind of my knight. It's yeah. very knight's tale yeah, if yeah. Uh, or if reference. you know the cover of Dark Souls 3, it's like that guy's helmet. Um, yeah, yeah, that works so too. just classic, classic A-plus knight. I'm really glad you went without Laura, because that's what I was imagining, but yeah. it occurred to me I hadn't checked with you, and I was like, oh man, she thinks it's an open face one. I'm going to be real pissed.
4: No, It's no, <laughs> like a metal hat black. with nothing
3: inside. <laughs> um,
4: no, no, It's just a <laughs> copper
3: bucket with a face hole cut out. So yeah. Laura, the one, uh, the one uh, thing I'm going to add to that uh, is I think the top Part of it is made of a miner's helmet. Um, oh, okay, cool. Since like Amala that. came out of the I mines, um, and I think yeah. maybe it's got like a um, maybe like a small uh, just off the, the the front of the forehead, like a a, a small enclosure uh, for a candle um, oh, with like okay. a a burnt down nub in it. And I think the the legend goes that like Amala came out of the the mine with with that candle burning and it blew out in the first fight and she just kind of like Mm. never, never lit it again. Okay, um, cool. To represent her, her desire to never return to servitude. Um, Fuck yeah. All right. Um, So uh, having sorted out more character details on the road, you um, arrive at the edge of town. So uh, my question to you three, um, aside from Duncan, you're a pretty irregular looking bunch. Also the only humans you've met here um were uh, the scavengers um, on the mounds um, they, they've tried to murder us and they've established that they think everything different is a demon. uh yes yes those are those are two things. That said they also don't fit your definition of what any human ever has been. if you'll recall from our chat about the docs like those were still fairly like middle class almost blue collar workers um or sorry white collar workers uh, even though they they worked in in manufacturing so, uh, you're really not sure what is uh, normal or accepted down here. Um, what? Do you, how do you want to approach the town? Sire
1: Tortle, are mm. your people familiar with the people in this area? Or would you be
3: uh, different or stand out? Maka, this is um, far, far, far from your islands. Um, yeah. And um, from what you remember from your kind of pre-swamp existence or... What, what little contact you had with your uh, fellow tortles. Um, humans were almost talked about like unicorns. Uh, everyone was aware they existed, but they, they weren't around. Hmm. Um, or, I'm sorry, not everyone was aware. Yeah, in this world, they were aware. I guess I believe in unicorns? I don't know. Weird. <laughs> what a weird revelation for me to have today. Um, you and North Koreans. Yeah. Um, but I guess for me, it would be like, um, I don't know, Pandas? It's like, unless you're at the zoo, you just never see a panda. So, like, I know pandas are a thing, but I wouldn't necessarily know one, like, it'd be surprising to see one on the street. So, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you don't know where where you are. Um, your, your knowledge of, of Gren is pretty, um, pretty limited. Um, but also, as you'd been informed and told, the only human civilization was Orovel. So this is right. all very, very confusing <laughs> to you. But also, I think would be confusing even if you had a map. <laughs> like, yeah,
6: I tend to find that I am considered strange and unusual to most people, turtle and human alike. I will say that it was my understanding that humans exclusive, humans exclusively lived on Orville. And I don't know why there would be a human village down here.
4: Well, that's been my understanding as well.
1: Well, from what I've seen, it looks like they get all the fun of sorting through our shite and dealing with our garbage. So I'm sure we'll be really welcome if we tell them we're from up top. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Alright, so they're afraid of demons in the woods. We have you, Sire Tortle. I know what you are, but these people uh, may be ignorant. And we have a talking suit of armour that has already established that it has a weakness to the base magics that they are capable of wielding. What do we do?
4: I wouldn't say weakness, I'd say awareness.
1: Oh, good, because that's really going to change what fucking happens to you, is whether you call it it a different word. All right, so we're aware that salt will stop you, and anything else theoretically could as well. So, I think the highness votes that we all just go in together. What about you, Sire Turtle?
6: Well, it seems to me that Gus indicated we would have a hard time finding Agatha's remains without some form of assistance from the villagers. Perhaps you could go in and ask for us, since my form and Gwendolyn's is unusual to these people. But then again, perhaps we could all just go in together and explain the whole thing. I'm sure they'd understand, as well as well as you have.
1: You're human after all. Well, if there's one thing I can tell you about humanity, we're not known terribly for understanding or a willingness to listen. And I'll tell you that as a man who did both and ended up shoved in a corner for 20 years. (sighs) <sighs> all right highness shall i go in to find this information or do you want to try to actually i don't know interact with some of your people
4: oh. Oh, i don't know how well it would be received for a talking suit of armor with nothing beneath it to to to, to approach people oh, i i think it might be best if you go
1: All right, looks like I'll take this one. Uh, Sire Tortle, would you mind looking after the princess for me while I'm away? I am oath-bound to look after this set of armor, at the very least. Mm -hmm. it would be an honor. I appreciate your confidence. I look forward to further conversing with you and discovering why your people reached out to ours after all this time. Even this brief moment with you has shown you to be honorable and the great hope for the future of our mutual species,
3: Highness.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: the town.
3: <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right, so um, uh, Maka and Gwendolyn, um, you watch Duncan um, kind of walk uh, down the path, and as he moves, you see him, um, even though you know he's still in, in a fair amount of pain from falling from the sky. Uh, it's fascinating watching his bearing change as he as he walks towards town. His back gets straighter, his shoulders come back. Um, suddenly there's a bit of swagger in his walk. Um, and um, Gwendolyn, it's, it's something that you realize you've seen him do before, but that you've never really clocked. Because back then mm. it was just kind of like, it was often for dumb things. Like you wanted an extra piece of chocolate for dessert and he would like go talk someone into it. Um, But now that you kind of know the ways of court, you're like, oh, shit, he's actually really good at this. And this is a different side of that. Um, And unfortunately, it's a side that I think you kind of wish um, you could get to know better. Um, It's a little bit like finding out that your parents have a cool skill that you never knew about. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like my dad was like, yeah, I was in the, uh, the fraternity that inspired Animal House. And I was like the fuck? Because he's like, (laughs) after years of like, no, school is very important. School is the only thing that matters. Work is very important. Work is the only thing that matters. Like, I gave up smoking. I gave up drinking, like, straight and narrow. And then one day he's like, yeah, we had a guy called Crazy Mike who'd park his uh, motorcycle in our living room. I was like, who the fuck? are you um so it's a little bit of that uh it's a little bit of like um because now you're old enough to appreciate what that would mean um so two of you kind of settle in um i think uh maka as as is uh so common for you you're able to find like the perfect um fallen over tree that's Mm. just like just perfect for perching um and um you settle in um gwendolyn my question for you as a, a newly armor suited creature um what do you think a resting pose is for you do you think you would still try and sit down because that's what your human instinct is or is there something that's actually more comfortable as the armor
4: um (laughs) I think it's just honestly laying face down felt pretty good okay I think that's kind of what it is with just kind of like arms kind of down at my side like just kind of
2: just uh like
4: hmm, sorry
3: I'm just a planking princess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically.
4: That's pretty much what it is.
3: We may have found the title of the episode. Um, <laughs> so here's the question. Uh, do you get down to your knees and then, like, ease yourself down? Or is it just a full, like, tree falling over?
4: No, steps it, uh, like it's, it's super awkward. Like, it's kind of get down to my knees and then kind of my one hip goes down to the side. I kind of, then my whole side goes down and then I try to straighten my legs and roll onto my front. It's... Uh, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, it's not graceful.
3: She's got elegance. (laughs) She's got grace. (laughs) It's Miss Orville. Um, (laughs) All right, so you land with a thump. Um, And um, the two of you kind of uh, sit in companionable silence for a moment. Um, Can Maka, can you roll me either a perception check or uh, if you want to roll um, insight, please? I'll roll perception, I think. Cool. Yes, yes. 15. 15. Um, When you threw your arms around uh, the dying Gwendolyn and the armor, you remember um, sort of letting your healing energies flow into her. Um, Obviously, then the the ground collapsed and you weren't able to to complete the ritual. Um, But you can... It's very, very, very faint. But you can feel... A bit of. Um, do you have a name for your your sort of uh, the the um, connection you feel to the world around? We talked about a bit about this off air, but yeah. Um, if you don't yet, that's also fine.
5: Um, well, like I was telling you, I'm torn between the cluster and the decay. Um, I think
3: the cluster. Cool. Is what I'll go with. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's where my gut lives too. Um, yeah. So you feel um, a faint tether. Uh, between her and the cluster um it's very 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 faint um but in i think anything that um, your spores have touched in a significant way you get some sense of uh, even if it's inorganic um and you can just get just the faintest hint um off of her um it's it's like a, a very very uh, dim light bulb that's that's barely lit but is there is still some some degree of electricity in it
5: Okay, and this is the suit of armor
3: Gwendolyn that has the... Okay. Um, It occurs to you, though, that when you... And based on your perception of 15, I think this is probably fair. um, It occurs to you that when you kind of um, exhaled um, healing spores into her, um, some of them may have landed on the armor Mm -hmm. uh, as well as on her. You're not sure quite what all that means. You actually have very little experience with inorganic matter. Yeah. Yeah. processed matter, that sort of thing. So this is all kind of uh, new and confusing to you, but anyway, just wanted to, to flag that for you uh, okay. as you stare at her planking face down on the dirt. Um, Duncan, um, you find yourself um, walking into um, a village, and what's weird is um, in Orville, everything was slightly over-designed. Um, This is This is like real classic peasant shit. Um, And weirdly, this feels like something out of the stories that you've heard. Um, This is kind of what you always imagined a village would look like when they were were spoken of in in the tales and in the histories. Um, Think uh, fairly small buildings, um, you know, maybe two stories at best. Um, Thatched roofs mixed with mud, leaves. Um, There's a bit of debris that seems to have been... um, possibly uh, bartered for or scavenged from Garbage Town that is uh, built into the um, into the, the mm-hmm. roofs. Occasionally, you'll see um, uh, Orvelian... Oh, that's a weird term to have to say. Uh, big Brother's watching, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, Orvelian um, architecture pieces or things that are slightly familiar to you, but they're damaged. So it, it does seem like if someone discarded, I don't know, a door, and it ended up in Garbage Town, occasionally they ended up here, um, so similar to what you see in a lot of shanty towns um, that have been kind of built from from looting other places. Um, that said, everything has a, a sense of, of being uh, fairly well-worn and fairly lived in. This doesn't seem like it was hastily constructed. This place has been here for a long time. Um, they've clearly uh, cleared the area, so um, trees surround it, but um, inside there's none. Um, aside from one tree in the center of town... Um, that, uh, judging from the number of, uh, nooses you can see hanging from it is likely the aforementioned swinging tree. Um, it is a, um, a, a bleached white tree, um, that, uh, that stands, uh, without leaves, um, starkly in the middle of town. Um, everything else is kind of, um, beaten, um, dirt paths. Um, there's no paving, there's no stone, um. And uh, yeah, people just seem to be going about their business. Um, As you enter town, um, a a scrawny um, lady in um, uh, just kind of like um, burlap pants and um, a sort of um, like a a light jacket comes running by uh, sort of in full awkward teenage gangly mode um, chasing a chicken. Uh, and she just goes, "Oh, pardon me, sir," and uh, just like runs past you. Because I'd um, like
1: to scoop the chicken if I can with one hand.
3: Uh, go ahead and roll me a. Um, do you want sleight of hand? I do. <laughs> I almost said reflex check because fourth edition <laughs> is a poison that has never quite left my system. Wow. You, you thought it was all will saves, but man, every so often, <laughs> that is a twenty-one. Uh, so yes, uh, you scoop up the chicken, uh, it becomes at you and, um, uh, you, you're proud of yourself, but also now you have kind of like feathers and dirt, uh, where there was no feathers and dirt before. Uh, and, um, she runs past you, uh, because that was the trajectory she thought the chicken was going. Uh, and then she skids to a halt, like, um, uh, like she literally looks like a female Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, so she just like screeches to a halt, uh, on her heels, uh, and turns around and she's just like, oh, wow, you managed to find him. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, mister. And what is your
1: name, new companion?
3: Oh, uh, my name's nee. N-E-E-H.
1: Well, it's a pleasure nee to, you're silent.
3: to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, you're, you're dressed awful fancy for these parts. Are you, what are you? <laughs> I am Duncan
1: Kendano of the Dawnbreakers. And I, well, I mean, I have a chicken for you. It's sort of unrelated. I just kind
3: to like hand <laughs> the chicken over. Get back here, Lord Clackers! You thought you could get away, not this time.
1: Ah, oh, well, so you and I have the same experience with the, the aristocracy. All right, so I'm um, looking for your Meister of Justice. You have someone here who's a sheriff, a leader of the law, any of those kinds of things.
3: That's a weird word, sir. It sounds like m- master or mister, but kind of mixed up together like a stew. Um, no, we don't have anyone like that. Um, uh, we do have we 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 have a we we have a mayor.
1: Well, that uh, seems like a pretty good middle ground. Cool. Could you take Could you take me to this mayor in exchange uh, for uh, five gold pieces, perhaps?
3: Oh, uh, uh, Mister. Um, wow, that is. That is a lot of money. Are you sure? I mean, you did catch this chicken, but also, I, yeah, that would
1: really that would really help my family out. Well, if it'll help your family, then it's the very least the Dawnbreakers
3: could do for the assistance of a new friend. Um, so you you hand her five gold, um, and uh, it's it's like you just handed someone like. The, the i was trying to i was running through rare materials in my my brain <laughs> hey well, um, you start with gold it's awkward i handed her yeah. diamonds yeah 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 um but yeah it's like you handed someone a diamond like she's just like she looks at it Uh, She looks around. She, like, quickly, like, slips it into her sock and then, like, shakes her foot around to try and settle it and just realizes it's going to be awkward to walk on, but, hey, what are you going to do? And I'm
1: imagining for Duncan, that's, like, the cost of a breakfast. Like, I don't think he would think of that as being an exorbitant amount of money. No, in
3: Orville, that would not go tremendously far. Um, But also, again, like, the amount of opulence meant that um, money was not a joke, but, like, in the ballpark. Yeah, ceremonial. (laughs) more so than useful, like most things in Orville. Yeah, well, and, like, people certainly liked arguing about it and and everything else, but there was such an abundance of it that um, uh, true need or want uh, were always um, seen as as signs of weakness. Like, oh, you you need help? You fucked up. Um, But um, anyway, uh, she looks at one piece before putting it in. She's like... I'll open my own hotel. And then she stuffs it in her uh, her sock. Um, and uh, she looks at uh, Lord Cluckers, and she's like, and I'm going to replace your door, sir, so you will have to stay there and wake us up every day like a regular rooster. Um, and uh, so she um, uh, kind of, like, stuffs him under the arm. Uh, Lord Cluckers gives you a desperate, like, come on, man, look, uh, but it's too late. You, you've done your duty as a, as a Dawnbreaker. And, and I uh, look him
1: right in the eye and I say, if you're a lord, you do your job.
3: <laughs> uh, weirdly, as you say it, uh, you you remember uh, yelling such things at, um, at Gwendolyn when she was young, uh, but um, you realize now perhaps that, well, you meant it in a it's-your-job-to-take-care-of-people way. Once your influence was gone, she may well have just taken it as a, well, I guess lords are here to boss everyone around and everyone else is here to go fuck themselves. Uh, and uh, for the first time, you have um, sort of an extra degree of, of sympathy. Sorry, I was crossing my legs and I hit my camera. Um, a, a degree of of um, uh, sympathy for what would happen if if one of your lessons was left unfinished. Uh, and that perhaps that's why she, not entirely why she is the way she is, but... Uh, it hadn't quite occurred to you that there's a danger in teaching someone virtue and value and valor but only getting halfway through it.
1: Yeah, and uh, then
3: they fire you. <laughs> exactly. They're also
1: surrounded by evil afterwards. Well, it's yeah, that it's classic, like, we're thing. gonna
3: break you down, then build you up, and then they finish breaking you down, they're like, all right, goodbye. You're like, wait, what? That's um, <laughs> Dragonheart shit right there. <laughs> it's a Dragonheart or a Toronto <laughs> acting school. It's one of the two. Anyway, um, so... Zing. Uh, so they, um... Um, she, um, sort of, like, leads you, and, uh, you can tell that, uh, she is just pleased as punch. Uh, like, her, her chest is puffed out, and she's kind of, like, doing an awkward teenager strut, um, because, uh, she's getting to lead the, the, um, uh, the random handsome stranger through the streets. Also, she managed to catch Lord Cluckers, so, like, this might be the best day of her life. Um, <laughs> it's an admittedly low bar, but, like. A-plus day. Um, so she leads you um, past the swinging tree um, to a um, a building that uh, you, I think, Duncan, particularly given your um, feelings on nobility and, and how it should work, uh, is pleasantly plain. It isn't uh, a grandiose building. It isn't um, overdone. It looks uh, like a lot of the other buildings you've just passed. Um, and... Um, the uh, Over the, the door, there is a um, sort of a large piece of granite um, that has been kind of driven into the wall um, to kind of create a, almost a, a signpost or like a, a sign over a, a, a tavern. Um, <clears throat> and she's like, this is our town hall. This is where the mayor works. And um, this is where we figure out all the justice things. And, and uh, it's very important. Uh, I, hang on. I need to wipe the chicken's feet. Uh, so she like wipes the feet and then she wipes her feet. Um, and, uh, and she says, um, so, uh, anyway, he's in there. Um, uh, I'll, I would introduce you, but I, I'm a teenager, so, um, how would you like to proceed? You want me to go in and be like, surprise, it, it's me, your friend, Nee. Uh, I brought a cool guy, or do you want to just, like, go in and do your thing? Do you know what?
1: I like you a lot, Nee. but it sounds like you've got to get your hotel started and get Lord Cluckers home. Why don't I give them a
3: little bit of a surprise, you know? I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Honestly, that's great. They're not huge fans of me because I normally wreck things, but I won't at my hotel. You know what? Sorry, sir.
1: What did you say your name was? My name is Duncan Ken Dano of the Dawnbreakers.
3: I'm going to work that into the title of my hotel somehow.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Maybe you could
3: call it The Dawn's Inn. Oh, I was thinking um, Duncan... In, Dano. uh, And it would be in, like, a place you could sleep. But uh, Dawnbreaker Inn sounds pretty good, too. I'd probably sleep there. I probably wouldn't sleep in a place called Duncan. All right, bye! Um, And uh, she puts the chicken on her head and leaves.
4: (laughs) (coughs) Yay.
1: You know what? There are nice things about humanity every now and then. Uh, And and then I think... uh, this is where Duncan will Aragorn through a door again as he finally gets to, like, be a Dawnbreaker for the first time in a Da-da-da. long time.
4: Just,
1: yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: this episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hempstrup. And the campaign was created by Tom McGee! Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant decapitated markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc, Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dice. So
1: please, join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown!